baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. All right, we're ready to go. Just a little pre-show uh, ritual. Of slamming everything on the... Uh, it's amazing. Things work better when you do that. Yeah, that's why it's just uh, <laughs> kicking our computers into high gear. Beamaz and Beamer with you on WBEN. And uh, maybe you're listening to us on one of these devices we're going to be talking about throughout the day. I feel like there's so many uh, like cool internet issues that have popped up over the past couple of days that, uh, you know, why not talk about it a little bit? Exactly. I mean, like you said, a major- not a majority, but a lot of people listening to us right now are listening live online, listening later online. Mm-hmm. It's a big part of your day. Something you're doing right now. Probably is connected somehow to the to the World Wide Web. Yeah, that new thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, you remind me of that video from the Today Show. You re- they play that every now and then, of like it's like Katie Couric and oh, about Al Roker. Yeah, talking they don't know about what the email. At symbol is. They can't figure it out. Like, what's this on the internet? What an at? What's that a with the squiggly line? That's it's when they used to have to say, "Hey, if you have any stories, email us nightly at nbcnews.com. Remember, don't use any spaces." Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's uh, maybe a new kind of internet coming around, um, and it really impacts you if you have any of these Amazon smart devices, these Echo speakers, a Ring doorbell, uh, you know, the Fire TV that you talk to, or you know, anything like that, because there's a new wireless network that Amazon's launching called Sidewalk that basically shares a piece of your home internet connection with your neighbor's devices or maybe just devices that are passing through the range of your Echo or something like that by taking your internet and using your connected Amazon device to then, boom, transmit your internet to some other people who might need it at the time. It seems, I don't know, uh, a little out there. It seems a little um, like it's something we might have been warned about in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea, right? If you've ever lost your internet for a little bit of time, you know yeah. how frustrating that is. Uh, but when you dig into it, Jurassic some Park was a great idea. But yeah. then, you know, in practice, um, well, here to help us sort through it is Michael McCartney of Avalon Cyber. He uh, helps us sort through a lot of cybersecurity issues. Uh, Michael, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Brian. Joe, good to be on. Now, what did you uh, think when you heard about this sidewalk that it seems like a lot of people are just learning about it on the day after Amazon switches it on to a lot of their devices? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they they have uh, sent some notices uh, out to uh, you know customers that they know they have. Uh, if you have a, an Echo or a, an Alexa or Ring or Tile, some of these other things, <clears throat> Uh, but, you know, it was maybe a month ago. And uh, to your point, the 8th was kind of the day that, you know, you were going to be kind of automatically opted in. I think overall the, the concept is really intriguing. 
it's a way to kind of expand and extend your, your Wi-Fi connection. Um, you know, when your Wi-Fi goes out, um, if you have that smart um, technology in your vehicle, you know, when you pull out of your garage and out of your driveway, you lose your home Wi-Fi, right? This kind of allows you as you're driving through the neighborhood to continue to have, you know, access if you don't have a cellular connection in your vehicle type of thing. Um, you know, in, in general, I mean, it's using, you know, radio frequency to extend that range. Um, and, you know, it's, again, down to the Internet of Things, right? Um, so the concept is pretty cool. Obviously, there's, you know, concerns about privacy and security that Amazon has addressed. Um, but, you know, I'm of the school of, you know, if it's if you really want true security, then we'll then turn it off, unplug it, and put it in a closet, right? Yeah. Connected. Um, you obviously have some risk that you're you're, you're going to be exposed to. I, I'm wondering, the idea itself, I it seems like to me it's been the premise of like so many different sci-fi things in the past. Like two things popped in my mind. One was the Batman movie, The Dark Knight, right? And at the end of the movie, he uses this thing where he kind of turns on everyone's cell phone to use it as like a, something where he can see and find the Joker. And uh, it, it was like disgusting. And Morgan Freeman quits and destroys it at the end because he called it such a terrible invasion of privacy. And then the show uh, Silicon Valley on HBO, the whole show, they're trying to make basically something like that where everyone's uh, separate device or electronic device is used to power this wide and free internet, and then at the end of the show, it's this terrible idea, um, and they destroy it in the end. I mean, it always ends up badly in these uh, science fiction, uh, you know, uh, scenarios. Uh, how is this not going to end up badly here? Well, that's a great question, and yeah, I know I can I can sense where you're going with this, but you know, according to Amazon, they they do use encryption, uh, pretty high level encryption, um, un, unbreakable. Um, they do clear out like connected IP addresses every 24 hours. Um, they do say that you know if if you're connected to a neighbor's you know internet, right, and that's essentially all it is. You're kind of stealing a chunk of of their internet connection to continue your connection to devices and things so um you're not able to you know traverse their network you're not able to get on their network and look at their kid's laptop or their you know the husband or wife's um, desktop computer um, it's essentially just the connection <clears throat> to the internet so you know in theory i think you know they've done a lot to kind of quell some of the concerns from a security and privacy perspective um, but to your point brian you know, the jury's still kind of out, right? I mean, whoever thought Equifax would have got breached, right? Um, and what what the kind of the fallout of that was, and some of these other bigger ones as well. Is there a way to make sure you're safe? You know, yes, with all the stuff Amazon has done, but say you want you like the idea of this service, you don't want to opt out. Is there a way you can make your connection even safer? I don't believe there is. No, I think you have to kind of go in. Um, with, you know, the trust of, uh, of their security and privacy. Um, really, the only way to make yourself secure is to kind of opt out of this. And it, it's pretty easy to opt out. You can open up your Alexa app, <clears throat> go into settings, go down to sidewalk, and just disable it. <clears throat> so it's not like something that if you miss the, the June 8th opt-in, opt-out deadline that you can't go and configure it um, through your own app on, your, on that device to go ahead and turn it off sidewalk. Uh, something from a general security standpoint or just an ethical standpoint when you're coming from a, a company using this, I shouldn't sharing our Internet connection be something we opt into rather than have to opt out of? Opt out. 
Yeah, I would, I would think so. Um, that would be my approach to privacy. You know, it's, it's kind of the, the rule of least privilege. We, we talk about this in corporate information security circles all the time, right? Don't, um, by default, allow everybody to access everything, which is kind of what Amazon's done, right? Um, more, uh, the better approach to the less privilege um, concept is nobody has access to anything. Right, unless they make a, a concerted effort and an argument as to why they need that connection or why they need access to those resources. So, yeah, to your point, it's really um, kind of a little backwards. Um, but they're the biggest player in town, and they can kind of do what they want, right? Apple kind of does the same thing with some of their security and privacy stuff. Um, so uh, it's just the world we live in. They're trying to make things more convenient, more easy uh, for people to be able to connect multiple devices and get information on different devices across different platforms and different devices. So, you know, I see where they <clears throat> take the, you know, you, you're in unless you opt out approach. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I'd rather have it, you know, be available and let me opt into it. Let me research it. Let me understand it um, before I actually opt in as opposed to you just making me opt in and, you know, I don't even know. You know, a lot of people that are listening probably don't, don't even know uh, that they are now part of this, you know, this sidewalk neighborhood. Looking at the uh, Amazon Ring devices that are mentioned in here and looking back a few years to where they had uh, issues with those cameras being hacked. Okay. Uh, what are the security measures taken for something like a Ring door device? And is, again, just like I asked about the sidewalk, is there something you can do to make that safer even without the Amazon sidewalk? Yeah, so uh, Ring did um, have some, some security issues. They, they fixed those. They've added encryption and privacy and um, a lot of things to their devices. Um, but, you know, off the top of my head, uh, Joe, I can't really think of anything beyond turning it off um, you know, there's really no advanced settings within each of these applications like Ring or Tile or Echo um, to kind of go in and affirmatively add more security. It's either what you're, what you're getting from that provider, Amazon, or either you're opting in or opting out, as I understand it today. It makes for, I think, the past month of what we've seen, uh, makes for interesting decisions based on how concerned you are about your personal privacy online, right? Because I think a lot of people are still getting the update from Apple that switches your phone, and now every single app has to ask if it's uh, tracking you across the other apps and using that information and spreading it around. And it appears that Apple is kind of uh, doing this and saying, you know, look at your privacy is... Uh, we understand one of the big concerns, so that's where we're going to put a little bit more of a focus. And then it seems like Amazon's taking the exact opposite approach, saying, hey, we're going to share uh, not just your information. You know, it's not just the uh, listening to you on the Echo, but it's we're just going to take your Internet bandwidth and just uh, take a little bit of it and spread it around and uh, share that wealth a little bit. I, I mean, it's kind of uh, I don't know what the word is uh, strange, I guess, to see these two prolific companies kind of go in opposite directions over the last month. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's a big move to this sort of meshed internet, right? Um, you know, 5G and some of the other technologies that are out there <clears throat> to be able to kind of be online anywhere you are, right? So, I mean, I get the concept, but I still want to have some control over what I'm connecting to to get online and whether or not that connection is secure, whether it's safe, whether it's, it's you know, accessing my personal or private information in the process. 
Um, and we're kind of having that taken away from us a little bit with these these big companies that are just kind of pushing their technology out to us, whether we kind of like it or not. You know, it's a little scary. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot scary if you're me. Hey, uh, you, you know, the idea of this, I kind of uh, like that idea of I used to have a, I have a mesh Wi-Fi in my house. I used to have the range extender to reach different areas. I do like the general concept of just kind of being able to use it in your home where, you know, other devices can be kind of used as that range extender to maybe reach out into the backyard or somewhere else without having to invest in extra equipment. But it at the same time, maybe being locked to your home. Um, is that something that you think companies are working on right now? I do. Um, you know, clearly it's, it's being done. We're seeing it with Amazon and even some of the Apple technologies. Um, you know, and but Wi-Fi is one way, right? Cellular is another. Bluetooth and radio is kind of the, the third and fourth. Um, so if you're on your back deck and you're on your Wi-Fi, but you walk into the woods maybe, um, you know, a couple hundred yards, uh, you're going to drop from your Wi-Fi, but you should be able to be picked up from cellular. But if cellular, if your cellular connection isn't that great in the woods, right, um, but you have neighbors around you that are connecting through this, you know, this, um, this sidewalk, right, you probably still will be able to have Internet access. So, I mean, I understand the, the idea. Um, but do you really need to be on the Internet when you're in the woods? I don't know. Go back to your backyard and get on your deck and get on your Wi-Fi. I don't know. I got to listen to a podcast while I'm, uh, while I'm hiking. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but, you know, yeah. this is the obvious question. I'm sure you've been asked this a million times, but we're looking at the idea of the Amazon sidewalk is that everyone in their house has something connected to the Internet that's Amazon, uh, something in their house that's Ring. Are we, get, are we going to get to a point where a house is just too connected? That, you know, it's never 100% safe from any kind of breach because it's just, it has too many of these devices. Well, yeah, and that's exactly right. And we're, we're now building smart homes, right? Or you can add smart to your home, right? Lights, indoor lights, outdoor lights, cameras, um, you know, and all that is kind of what Amazon was thinking about when kind of pushing this technology out is to say, hey, if you're, if your exterior lights are on your Wi-Fi and your Wi-Fi goes down, if you're part of the sidewalk neighborhood, um, your outside lights will still work, right? And so, you know, this move to smart technology and smart homes um, isn't going to go away. And the only way they work is if they're connected, right? So you could either be connected within your home or you could be connected through this mesh of, uh, of connected, um, you know, neighborhood type technologies. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Joe. I don't think there is a, you know, uh, an end to this, right? It's only, we're only going to continue to connect these internet of things uh, more and more and over different platforms and different technologies to keep them connected. It's uh, kind of a, a cra crazy to think that this is just being heaped on uh, people all at once that, you know, it's such a large leap, it seems like, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, it's uh, right in your, uh, well, maybe front porch, uh, living room, or something like that. Michael, uh, thanks so much for helping us sort through all of this. That's Michael McCartney. Avalon Cyber is uh, the company, and he's uh, usually are, are talking with him about hacks and you know some of the ransomware that we see and he helps protect uh, companies for that but also very invested in this when you know maybe it's not the phishing email anymore it's somebody hopping on to your home internet because they're able to through an amazon device or something like that it's kind of wild that this has happened really 
in a snap. Well, and, and what a time for it to happen, right? As you said, number one, it is June 9th, and people are just finding out that yesterday they uh, threw some of their um, internet connection to their neighborhood. Um, but also, after we've had three pretty big uh, cyber hacks uh, going on, we had an internet outage. So with all this going on, Amazon at the same time as, hey, we're taking some of your internet and we're just going to spread it throughout your neighborhood. I can understand why people would be on edge with that information. Well, it's one of a lot of things that are going on. So you have this. We talked uh, really early in the morning, if you missed it. Ohio is suing their state attorney general, suing to have Google declared as a public utility as a way to kind of rein in that search engine and uh, put some restrictions on that. Uh, what do you think about that? And then, of course, you have uh, the outage yesterday kind of showcasing how many people, especially first thing in the morning, might be addicted to the Internet. You know, how much of the Internet can you live without? Let us know what you think. I uh, The sidewalk idea, like I said, the technology behind it, I think could be very helpful within your own home. Once you start expanding it to anybody, it, it does bring in a lot of questions. Again, it shares a slice of your home Internet connection with devices in your neighborhood, whether they're passing through your house, maybe it's your neighbors who are kind of uh, uh, on, you know, whether whatever device that is. And what you have to do is you have to watch any Amazon device you have, newer Amazon devices especially. It can be those Echo speakers. It can be a Ring doorbell, a Tile, you know, one of the smart TV uh, fire uh, things, basically anything connected to Amazon. You might have to go on and now opt out of this if you don't want it to happen. And the big question that I have is, this is, it runs counter to everything kind of like this. We talk about the idea of the internet as a public utility. This runs counter to everything that's kind of like this. So think about this. If you generate your own energy at home, right? You have, um, you know, a windmill in your backyard. Something like that. that solar you, panels on Solar your panels, that's probably the most popular one. And you're generating uh, a lot of energy, and you end up feeding back into the grid. Well, you get paid for that. Right. Right. So if you generate energy, you use it up, and then you add more to the grid, you share your energy with whoever, I mean, you get paid for that. Now, Sidewalk, this Amazon thing, is authoring your Echo or other device to share a portion of your home's internet bandwidth and put it out there, and you're not getting paid. No. You're actually paying Amazon <laughs> for the device to do it. I mean, it's completely backwards of how it, it always works and how it should work. Yeah. I, that's the part that kind of uh, has me like, oh, wait, hey, to, hold on a second. You know, I get for sharing, but if you have a data cap on your bandwidth, um, it's it supposedly capped at 500 megabytes per month. But, I mean, come on. Two days ago, we didn't even know they were going to do it in the first place. So, I mean, what's to prevent that from changing? I, I, it brings up a lot of questions. I think it's very interesting uh, as we kind of move into the future of the Internet, which, Joe, as you mentioned, is everything being connected all the time. Everything being connected. And, you know, and I, I can sit here and say, oh, you know, do you really need all this Internet? But, Brian, you know better than anyone. Uh, I probably use it more than anyone. You know, I'm always online. I, uh, I can't. I can't avoid that social media. I like the having the thing, you know, an Alexa or Google Play that you can just say, hey, play this. Um, but more than even the security breach issue, here's where I, I would be upset. If I woke up one morning and I was told, hey, we're doing this with your Internet. Yeah. If you, 
I'm, I'm not even told. I'm, I'm listening to two people on the radio talk about, hey, by the way, your Amazon's doing this right now. Yeah. And if you don't want to, you have to go opt out. You can opt out, um, figure out how to do that. Uh, if you have any thoughts, 803-0930, you can share it with us on our Volkswagen Vulture Park text board or give us a call. Listen to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Back here at Beamaz and Beamer, and we we're talking about the Amazon sidewalk. Yes. It's a new way that Amazon wants to do internet. If you have an Echo, if you have any of these uh, Amazon smart devices, anything oh. you say, Alexa, do this. Alexa, play WBEN. Right, that's yes. what you're supposed to say on it? Yes, and then Alexa will say, play News Radio 930 WBEN from the Odyssey app. Alexa, buy some more cookies. Ooh, um, Tide I, detergent. Brian, I would stop doing that. Something like that. Um, <laughs> but no, those are the types of uh, devices that you have to buy, uh, be watching out for. Because Amazon changed the way that those devices operate. Where now it's not just something that's listening to you uh, all the time is if that wasn't scary enough. But now it's also going to be sharing your internet with uh, anybody who kind of passes through and needs to use 
that signal. That's right. It's 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 doing that for your neighborhood. But if you liked, hey Alexa, um, can you opt me out of the Amazon sidewalk? That doesn't work. It doesn't you, you work have like to go, that. You have to go into the app and actually opt out. Again, I, uh, this is more when I talk about being frustrated. By not getting any kind of uh, alert that this is going to happen, finding out on the news that this was going to happen, and then I have to go into the Alexa app. I hope I remembered my password. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, you that's, know, that's the big thing. I I don't think it's a unpopular opinion to say Amazon should have made sharing your internet connection something you opt into, yes, rather than have to opt out of uh, and just turning it on. And, and I think a lot of people are putting this as you know something that you should opt out of right now until you know a little bit more information now on the security amazon says it has you know three different layers of encryption nobody can view the data that's passing through it um so the person whose internet is being shared can't view what's going on on the other end and the person who's tapping into your internet service can't view what you've done but i mean come on i've seen things that are supposedly secure before and uh, being done with that and it's not just i think in the past we might have been talking about the echo uh speakers and the you know alexa devices the smart speakers as being the biggest issue here i think these ring doorbells joe yes are maybe the next one i see more and more of them all over the place there's one here there is yeah there's one at the front door of Odyssey Buffalo for packages. Oh, you're supposed to uh, click the ring doorbell when you leave a package. I, can I use a? Can I tap into our internet? It's it's a good way if you don't have oh, yeah. the Wi-Fi. Did uh, we password. opt out? <laughs> I don't. That's a good question. And there's definitely some uh, Alexa devices around here that there, there's one right in the newsroom. I'm always very wary of. Yes. Um, uh, you know. Our producer Jimmy Celiano knows how to. Uh, do some tricks on the uh, oh, uh, Echo speaker. I'm out sure he does. Room. I'm sure he does. <laughs> but it, it's it's something that people, I think, should become very aware of, that it's these devices that are, you know, making you more and more connected uh, do come with this risk? idea that, and I don't want to call it a risk because that might be, too strong of a way to put it right now because you don't know if it's going to be a gen uh, a genuine security risk you don't know if generally this is going to be a bad idea i mean this could i guess be something that's a good idea in the future to kind of have like a an internet an open source internet that's spread around devices and kind of everywhere has that connectivity where in areas where there's not connectivity it's desperately needed, and you need something to kind of push that internet more out there. But I do think it is the consequence that a lot of people have been maybe warning you about that, hey, you buy that smart truck, you plug your phone into your car, and all of a sudden the rental car that you took knows all your data from your phone yeah. because you plugged it in, <laughs> and you don't know where that goes next. Um, the data from, you know, whatever it is that's a smart something that's in your house. I, it's not conspiracy theory anymore no. to think about these kind of things w with this announcement from Amazon. And let me ask you this. So you hear Amazon talk about the encryption and how they're clearing out your data every 24 hours. No one can get through this. But you listen to that, and, and I believe Amazon 
is doing everything, you know, everything within their power, obviously, to do this. But then you hear the last few weeks, you've had three major companies that have been hacked. We heard of the Buffalo schools getting hacked. So, yeah, Amazon has all these uh, firewalls, all these security walls up. But we've seen that there are people out there that can break through that. And how do you know someone in your neighborhood isn't someone that, hey, they know how to get through this. And if they want information on you, now they have that piece of your Internet. Again, now I'm starting to sound very conspiracy. But I think after the few weeks we've had, uh, that goes through people's minds. It is. And, you know, to be honest, if this was a more localized thing, if it was something that only I could log on to, I'd be very interested in this. Oh, yes. And this I feel like this like the Apple version of this is going to come next where it's using the same technology, but only for yourself. Because I would love something that could take the internet to the back of my backyard when, you know, there's a speaker needed out there or, you know, I want to run some uh, streaming audio or something like that way in the back. Sometimes the Wi-Fi doesn't really carry out right. all that far. And I would love the uh, idea that you can, you know, have a speaker in between and that carries the Wi-Fi all the way to your phone out in the backyard. And, and that kind of solves that problem without having to invest in an extra you know, a uh, uh, Wi-Fi router and outdoor signal booster to kind of put in there. That's good if it's confined to you using it, right. uh, which is what a lot of these signal boosters have done. This opens it up for everyone. And like I was saying before the break, I shouldn't Amazon be paying us, you yeah. know, for this? If they're tapping in, they're going to use this uh, speaker, or whatever device you brought. If they're tapping in and using the internet that I'm paying for and spreading it out to other people, I mean, shouldn't I get a little bit of a kickback from that? At least, you know, a discount on your Prime membership. Right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something like that. I mean, that's If you generate your own energy, you have solar panels, and you, you feed it back out onto the grid, you get a bounce back from that on your bill. Uh, this is like the exact opposite. You're buying this internet, and then Amazon's taking it, spreading it out there, and you're not getting anything. You're kind of paying for it. I do think it's funny. Like, I, I think of myself, uh, I've, I've with Amazon, again, or with the Google, or with your phone, I don't really care if people are hearing my conversations. I don't really say anything of substance or <laughs> anything important most of the time. Um, it doesn't matter, though. It does, but yeah, when it, comes, it does not matter. But when it comes to just your internet being out there, I do, I do feel that is more of a security issue than overhear my, my discussions. You see what I'm saying? Like the overhear of discussions, oh yeah, Alexa's listening, ha ha. But then, hey, Fred down the street has a little bit of your internet. Okay, now I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Y you know, like uh, this to me is more of a, of a risky situation than Alexa hearing what your conversations. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's how I feel. No, I, um, I think it's both bad. Uh, Steve in <laughs> Holland, you're on WBEN. Uh, Steve, what's on your mind? Hey, um, this is just a perfectly a perfect illustration of the liberal mindset as Bezos is, and that is they're extremely generous with other people's assets. They don't care that you're paying for what they're shipping out to somebody for free. It's you know they're doing good for those who don't have it, but uh, they're not going to pay anything for it. It's not going to cost them anything. Uh, Amazon is just giving away your stuff, so uh, I, I think it's it's pretty typical it's, that's another way another way to look at it uh the person down the street who has an awful connection is using my wi-fi you know almost every other day or the neighborhoods uh joined wi-fi every other day yet my connection might have gone out once in the last year and who's really benefiting from amazon yeah. sidewalk yeah 
<laughs> uh, hey, Steve, thanks for the call. I There is, I mean, that's, it's not just that. It's you take it a step further, and if you don't think that there's a way that Amazon is going to make money off of this, oh. I, you're <laughs> completely mistaken, right? I, I mean, is the access to this Wi-Fi system, if it becomes what Amazon hopes it becomes, and that's kind of a widespread Wi-Fi that you can pick up almost anywhere, right? you don't think you're going to be charged access for that? And where's the Wi-Fi coming from? It's coming from the internet that you bought. Right. <laughs> right? So you could be paying for your internet twice if uh, you go through one of these uh, you know, different configurations. Oh, I, I could definitely see how they'll do that, Brian. You're in your neighborhood? All right, that's fine. Oh, we noticed you were three blocks over and you were on your cell phone yeah. using Amazon Sidewalk. That is not something you contribute to, so there will be a $5.99 charge for that walk. Yeah, just, uh, <laughs> just wait for that. Now, is this a way... To rein it in, over in Ohio, the attorney general wants to put Google in the category of uh, being a public utility. Attorney General Dave Yost suing to have a court declare Google a public utility. If the court agrees with the attorney general, it would mean Google would fall under public regulation. Now, this is just one in a a whole uh, bunch of different efforts to kind of rein in some of these dominant tech companies. I mean, you look at who are the big names out there. Amazon's one. Google is the other. Apple uh, is certainly the other one. Google says the suit is misguided, and it's a bid to force it to make changes that would affect how people search for information. But here, Joe, is a way that you start to uh, look at some of these big tech companies and say, with especially with this Amazon news, you know, what can you do? What can't you do? And before you turn on something that's going to share internet for people, do you need to uh, go through some sort of regulatory process to kind of sniff out where the problems might lie before right. that's happening? Now, uh, this is a suit against Google. It's, uh, I, I do think, by, before I get into this, it's interesting, and I think this is maybe the way that this should be looked at more so than, you know, a lot of the conversation around regulating big tech kind of revolves around the freedom of speech issue. And that's, I mean, that's a very complicated can of worms. I think maybe the more pressing issue is this in, you know, Google is used by everybody. It's, you know, the top thing that it's the built-in search engine for most computers, smartphones. Yep. I, I mean, even on an iPhone, it's the built-in search engine. And they control what you see and what you don't see, what pops up first on Google and what doesn't. So regulating that, that might have more of an immediate impact than regulating how the different Internet companies regulate, if you kind of get what I'm saying. And and that's exactly what would be first, right? If it's deemed a public utility, wouldn't you think the first regulation is, well, you can't hide anything? So if I search this and you have no filters on your search engine, you've got to show everything. Um, and where does that filter go in and out? Because Google does, I think, a great job of if I search something, at least one of the first three uh, re- re- responses that aren't an ad is what I'm looking for, right? Is right along the, the page of what I'm looking for. So if they deem it a public utility, what would change? Depends in the on way what you're looking Google, for, too. Yes. It, because it's different if I'm looking for the nearest coffee shop 
that's different than if I'm looking for the latest uh, news on the Pfizer vaccine. Right. Right. And how that's different is, I think, pretty apparent, but maybe not so much to everyone when they're actually doing the search in terms of thinking how Google is coming up with these results. The way to do this, though, is not to regulate Google so much as it is the Internet itself. Right. And that would seem to me, and we're nearing this, you heard about the Erie Net program in Erie County, kind of looking to build out broadband and, uh, you know, kind of create a, a little more competition. But to create the Internet as a public utility, I think you'd have a better argument than narrowing it down to one tech company and one site on the Internet. Because the Internet as a whole is what you need. You don't necessarily need Google, well, unless you're using Google Classroom. You don't necessarily need Google to do your remote work or remote schooling. You do need the Internet itself and that access to broadband Internet. I think you could say both are. If you deem the Internet a public utility, I think then you could go and say Google is also, because as you said, if unless I'm in a Microsoft uh, web browser, if I search something in the address bar, Google is giving me the results. Google is leading me on that internet highway. So if the internet does be, I think they're doing it backwards. If you deem the internet a public utility, I think a big part of that is Google in 2021. I uh, I disagree. I think it's two completely different things, right? I mean, the internet internet access is different from content on the internet. Uh, internet access, making that a public, that should be first and foremost, maybe a priority. And it's different concerns that are, are causing these different ways of going about it, right? So uh, the idea of making the internet itself a public utility it is not about what you do on the internet or who controls parts of the internet. It's simply about the ability to get on the internet and, and do whatever it is you need to do. And I think we saw yesterday morning uh, maybe the need for all of us that we feel to get on the internet when so many websites were down for just an hour in the morning i think a lot of people saw like whoa i I guess i spent a lot of my time on the internet in the morning (laughs) if i can't use you know this or that or you know twitch or reddit uh, or you know cnn or new york times or ben.com it it definitely does creep into a lot of people's mind i think that's a separate conversation from then looking at, all right, now these individual uh, websites or companies that use the internet, how should they be regulated? I think it's a separate conversation. However, I think after you've deemed the internet a public utility, I think Google is one of the first ones you look at just because of how widely it is used as a guiding tool through that public utility. Now, the thing, how Amazon plays into this is uh, a little bit different than what Ohio is trying to do with Google, which is maybe at least shed some light on how it makes its algorithms. How this would change Amazon is if the internet were to be a public utility, to be more widely available, if there was broadband in the places where there isn't right now, then you wouldn't need a company like Amazon to step out and say, well, we're going to take a little bit of internet from here. We're going to take a little bit from this house. We're going to take from that house. We're going to turn on this device you bought from us and kind of spread it out. And then you'll hop onto our internet that we control uh, completely. And who knows what, I wonder what the first uh, search result would be on Amazon's internet if you're looking for something to buy. (laughs) 
I have a feeling they're going to direct you to buy it on Amazon oh, that. or from an Amazon-owned company. I have a feeling when you look up the latest uh, COVID news, it's going to lead you to a Washington Post article exactly. owned by Amazon. <laughs> so I, that's where the greater Internet as a public utility right. kind of fits in to that conversation when it comes to Amazon because then it eliminates the need for this type of technology that, you know, I have to be honest, I thought was in the future a little bit. I shouldn't have been surprised that, hey, if you put a thing that's going to listen to everything you say in your home, it's also might be used to, uh, you know, spread out your internet. Yeah. When are you going to realize we're living in the future, Brian? I know it's it's going to be a while, and it's as much as I try and fight it, it's harder and harder to yeah. every single day. Like I, I uh, mentioned, I, I want to pay cash as much as I can now. I, I like paying cash. I mean, I was in the airport. You can't pay cash anywhere in the airport. I mean, there's so many places where it's just not an option. I mean, it's harder and harder every day to live that kind of off-the-grid life, right? And it was already becoming less and less of an option, and COVID-19 really just pushed it to the point where cash is, you know, almost not accepted anywhere. And now it's not just uh, trying to get off the grid, but it's trying to keep your grid your grid and not (laughs) make your grid someone else's. Uh, something to watch out for today. Hey, go in your settings if you have one of these Amazon devices. And if you don't want to be sharing your Internet, you have to opt out. It's and not an opt-in type of thing. You can't voice it. You've actually got to go That's into right. that app. So you might have to download the app again. It is. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow on Beamaz and Beamer. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 